2: February 1st 2023 we are in February very exciting time new month new month who doesn't love a new month <laughs> I don't know <laughs> you know who does you know who loves a new month who Guest in the daily stripe host of Believe in bulls with Nick Schultz CJ Watson CJ how are you today man
3: I'm doing good how are you guys doing We are doing swell.
2: We want to get right into the thick of things. We saw you talking about the Lakers the other day. Obviously, they are, have been, always will be one of the hottest teams talked about, not only in basketball but in sports. But I want to start with your Bulls, man. Yeah, you're the GM. Throw your G. We got to start. We have to start there because that, quite frankly, that could be the ultimate domino. If that falls, there could be huge wavelengths felt throughout the NBA. Yeah, every Uh, day
1: it's a different team that's going to go after Levine. It's you know, or it's. The Bulls want to keep him, right? And, and right. what would you do? Are you of the mindset that you blow it up, you move um, him, you try and move Vooch, you try and move anyone and everyone to get as many young assets? And maybe you, you hold on to a piece like Patrick Williams, who's now having a, the best year of, uh, sorry, the best season of his career thus far, shooting quite well. What would you do if you were the, the Bulls GM?
3: Um, I would definitely trade one of the three big three, uh, either Vooch, DeMar, or Zach Levine. Um, I think you at least keep two of them. And try to get you some assets back get you some draft picks um some more young talent to help develop and uh, i think they got some uh, young talent already in io patrick williams like you said they got guys who still need to play more still need to get more experience but i think in develop into you know a good capable uh nba player throughout the rest of their career
1: and what do you think about coach donovan's remarks the other day about lonzo obviously i think this team would look completely different if he was healthy right now but Donovan comes out and says he's not even close to being ready to play. What do you think about that? And and what are the Bulls missing by not having Lonzo on the court with them?
3: Um, I mean, Lonzo does so much for this team. He's a, point, a pure point guard. He doesn't really look to shoot. Uh, he definitely looks to pass first, uh, but plays defense, plays both sides of the ball, and really can just settle your team down get your team into good shots so it um, you know, guys like Zach and DeMar need someone just to sell them down and get them easy buckets. And that's what, Zach, uh, that's what Lonzo does. So I, I always thought throughout, even throughout the beginning of the year that he wasn't going to be back. So I thought, you know, it's not news to me, <laughs> but it's news for right. everyone. Else oh, yeah. to collect. <laughs> but I just like I said, Can- that knee issue is just some, some tough to deal with and lingering. Uh, it, it never looks good.
1: Should we expect to see. Lonzo play at the level that he was playing prior to the injury? I mean, this is a guy that's dealt with injury his entire career. Yeah. But as a guy who who played multiple years in the league, like what's it like coming back from an injury and in hearing some of those expectations, especially a guy like Lonzo, who's a top five pick coming out of college? Like second pick. People are talking people are talking about, you know, like he's his legs aren't even strong enough to get him up and down the court, which obviously like they have no idea. They're just saying that. That's NBA Twitter. They take (laughs) everything and run with it. But what when should we expect him to, to be back and at what level will he be back when he finally does return?
3: I think next season, I think he'll be back to his form. Uh, I think it takes a while. Like, there's a lot of basketball he probably played you know, from high school to AAU to college and now playing in the NBA. Just It's a lot of wear and tear in your body. So I think he just needed the rest. He needed the time. And that's what he got for this whole season. At least he should have had the, the plenty of time to do that to get back healthy and get back right. And I think, like I said, training camp next year, preseason, you'll start to see the, the old Lonzo ball. Can the Bulls wait then? Like realistically, can they just hang tight and sit packed?
2: And like uh, what value are you gonna get for Vooch? At right. this point, DeRozan's at the end of at the end of his peak. He's right. He's still yeah. a top player, but it's at the end of his peak. Levine, quite frankly, I think he needs Lonzo as that running mate in the backcourt. He's yeah. being asked to do a lot. Pat will, we still have some faith in. He's a guy that had missed time, but he needs to get you know acclimated and really right. get his NBA C legs under him. And I'm looking at the rest of the East like. Right now, they're the tenth in the play-in team. Okay, like yeah. can they catch the Wizards, who kind of stink and are kind of mediocre? <laughs> I mean, realistically, probably. Right. The, yeah, the, the Pacers are the team I would look to like follow them. Okay, the Magic are probably a year away, but that you yeah. have to keep an eye on the rearview mirror. Right. And the Raptors? Do you think the Raptors will blow it up?
3: Uh, I think they do something. Like I said, if they try a couple of their pieces. They're going to have to, you know, re- rebuild or retool, uh, as Nick Schultz would say. Uh, but uh, I think the Bulls definitely can. Can spare the tide until they until they get Lonzo back or just the end of the season. They're I feel like they're right in all the games. They just don't have the they don't have the the wherewithal and the structure to just close games out.
2: Structure. I think that's like I mean you're more of a point guard than I am, Toss, and obviously CJ's more of a point guard. Than both <laughs> of us combine, uh, but I think really the structure that Lonzo brings to the team. Yeah. yeah, right. A guy that can run the point. I mean, I always I think I heard a clip recently maybe it was just something that I think it was what Phil Handy had said when he was in with the late show about how important a guy like Rondo was to the team yeah and how important a guy to just really set the offense I'm a Celtics guy and I was like the one guy the one guy I really wanted yeah this season was Malcolm Brogdon a guy that even off the bench could come in and set the offense and and kind of you know get alleviate some of the pressure for for Tatum and Brown
1: potentially Um, a Six man of the year winner. Oh right my God! Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, from sure. point from
2: a structure standpoint, you hit it right on the head, CJ. I mean, Lonzo is so vital to really making this team have some form and have some and have some structure and and an alignment.
1: Yeah, we, we were are talking about Levine, and you know, I mentioned that every single day it's a different team, right? right. This team's interested in him. Here's what the package would look like. You know, today I've been seeing a lot of, I follow the Mavericks very closely, a lot of where's Dorian Finney-Smith potentially going to get shipped off to, right? Tim right. Hardaway, all of those guys. Um, and I just have, I have a question for you because I, I think I looked up an article and I found it was like Bleacher Report 2012. And it was, <laughs> that, it was dang. a trade, a trade rumor yeah. that you were going to get moved from Chicago.
3: Mm.
1: Yeah. How much do players, Pay attention to that i think for you it was after the season it ended so obviously like the circumstances are
3: yeah, slightly different, different. Yeah. Right.
1: yeah but but what's that like when you're like in the middle of a season and i know you shared the locker room with guys that were probably listening to some of that stuff too and having to deal with that like yeah. how do you handle that how do you manage that
3: i mean it's hard you know because i mean back then i think social media just started so guys were still like on twitter and facebook so um, it wasn't as popular as it is now um, but you still hear those rumors. You still hear trade rumors. Um, but it's it's hard because especially if you have a family or whatever, you don't want to leave your family or have have your family move with you in the middle of the season. So, um, yeah. like I said, you just try to play the best basketball you can to focus on the court, and that's really at the end, at the end of the day all you can worry about. Worry about. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I thought it was really cool. I saw you know the the Pacers like restructured Miles Turner, his deal, and uh, the the GM. I think was it the GM or the owner. That came out and was like, you know, sitting with him in a in a press conference to discuss the right. restructuring of his contract, and was like, "Look, we sign players to have them on our team,
0: right. not
1: to repurpose their contracts into packages that we can then trade off to, to, you know, to reassemble or retool." Like you're talking about, Nikki Schultz loves to say. Um, <laughs> but it, I, I I really respected that you know he he stepped up and he protected his player, and Miles yeah. was like. Miles was ready to answer. And we've actually, we've been fortunate enough We're talking about before we hopped on the show. He's a longhorn. We got to talk to Miles. He's an awesome guy um, having a fantastic year, but he was ready to answer that question. And that's something that like NBA players in today's NBA have to be ready to answer. um, And a lot of times it's not necessarily like fair playing field, right? Like the the media is just ready to just fire every single question and like try and catch them. um, But I respected that the owner, GM, whoever it was, uh, I should know that. But kind of hopped in and was like, no, he's our guy. And yeah. we, we signed him because we want him here. Because yeah, he's a piece.
3: Yeah. And, and he's, what, he's a
1: part of our future.
3: And a lot of guys got to understand is, you know it's a business. And I'm sure all NBA guys who come to NBA know it's a business first. And things happen and you're going to get traded maybe once or twice in your career. It just happens. Especially if you're not like a yeah. franchise player or whatever.
2: Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, and you played for the Pacers, too. So maybe yeah, they, I would love to hear your thoughts on uh, Halliburton. Because, again, like we're Texas guys. I remember when the Knicks – and no shake against Obi Toppin, who's a fun player, an exciting player. But I remember when the Knicks passed on, Ob, on, on Halliburton for Obi Toppin. And I was like, they will rue the day that they made that decision. Because to me, <laughs> Halliburton is not only – I he was was he in my top I know you had a top 10 shooter list uh CJ we also put one together with yeah. one of your former teammates leading the way uh Mr. Steph Curry okay. uh, but Hall Halliburton was in mine and quite frankly I think he has a chance to be a top 5 point guard in this league.
3: Yeah, I think so too. I don't know if he's one in my, you know, top 10 shooters list. <laughs> but uh he's definitely he can he can knock it down. Uh, to me he compare I compare him to like a a modern day j Kid. Um, cause he, could can really shoot that much, but he, you know, at the end of his career, his career he kind of shot it better. And, uh, Helen right. Barton is, is actually doing it better than he did earlier on. So I think like he's a, he's ahead of the, of the curve like, going as far mm-hmm. as like, you kind of compare their careers or whatever.
1: I think if we, if, if the beginning of the process for him from a shooting standpoint looked a little bit better. Then we right. would maybe consider him to be right. <laughs> one of those best shooters in the NBA. It's just a, it's an odd shot. But oh, I think well, like yeah. so yeah. many guys that are finding success this year, young guys like, you know, like Tyrese Maxey, like Shea Gilgis Alexander, who is certainly, you know, he has taken his game to another level. Guys yeah. like Tyrese Halbert. I feel like, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but don't you think like the pace has changed a little bit in how guards attack the rim and and play with the step back? I, it's just like a lot of it seems almost like perky jerky and like they're not in control of their body but in fact they actually have this elite athleticism that allows them to to kind of like baffle our eyes when we're watching it i'm like oh that looked so awkward from Shea.
2: kind of saw last night in a college game but he
1: just ended up with a a floater in the lane or an and one you know at at the cup or a a weird step back three that i thought he was off balance but it it goes in and he actually was like it seems like a shot he could take every night every day every play yeah
3: Yeah. I think today's athlete for sure is definitely more unorthodox and they look stronger um, than the you know uh, average uh, former NBA players and I think the game has changed so much the game is faster it's a faster pace they're doing all kind of dribble dribble moves you know and step backs and side steps that we never thought could uh, ever be you know done and the the game has changed it's definitely fun to watch and it's great to see for the evolution of the game.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, I just have a couple of questions about some other former teammates of yours. Yeah. We got you We brought up Steph. Where does he rank for you all time?
3: Uh, in my, like, uh, like, all time, my like greatest players ever? Yes, sir. Uh, he's out there with like, top 10. He'll probably be, like, okay. top five when he's done playing.
2: Cool. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah.
3: Uh, and Paul George. I mean, he's
2: another guy. Mm. He was my 11 in my top 10 shooter list, and he's another guy. <laughs> I, I I mean you got to go and one bro I, I have to I have to I, I love PG I love PG yeah. on the, on the Pacers and again I talk about it coming back from injury a guy who's come back from a, a huge spotlight injury and really right. didn't miss
3: a beat yeah and you, i th- I
2: I believe you were in Indiana when he had come back right is that correct yeah
3: I was here I was actually he was, when he got injured I went to see him in the hospital in Vegas that's when he got hurt mm-hmm. yeah and can you maybe speak to him possibly being underrated because I want to throw him in that realm. Oh, yeah, for sure. I think he's definitely, uh, I don't know about underrated. I think the more so with the players, you know, who the top players in the league are and who the hardest guys to guard. And he's definitely one of those guys because he's, he plays both ways and he can shoot and he scores at all three levels, you know, three point line, mid range and at the rim. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I definitely think maybe as a player, he's not underrated, but yeah, as a playmaker as a creator for others. I mean, his handle at his size is yeah, so impressive crazy, yeah. um, ball on a, it's a yo-yo. Like it's, yeah, yeah. it's really, really, it's crazy what he can do. I so we were talking when we were making our shooters list and I mentioned, cause I, Kyrie was on my top 10 shooters list, but I also said to clarify, Kyrie is also on my like starting five current NBA players of just like the best aesthetic game. Just yeah. like guys that I love watching, that it looks like poetry in motion. Ooh, for sure, yeah. Who's, who's, who's super silky? So I want to, I want to throw that one at you. I would also have PG in my starting yeah. five. Positions don't matter in this one because it's yeah. just it's too difficult. But who would you have in your top five?
3: Yeah, I like PG. I like, uh, I like Steph, Kyrie, Um, KD plays flawlessly to me. Um, Just the way he, his size, what he does, like he, he'll catch the ball at three point line, might even dribble and just still get to one dribble and scoring and you his, his game is just so efficient to me that's why i love it so much
2: yeah can I, I mean can i throw Jokic in there yeah like, the fluidity of his game it's like you know yeah. it's just so methodical and thought out and yeah so calculated
1: i mean i i'm like i mentioned before i'm a mavs guy so the way that luca plays like with yeah. the pace and the yeah. slow fast and the slow slow <laughs> right. more often than not. <laughs> but mm-hmm. it but it always works like yeah he's just always in control. And I think that like, that's something that in comparison to, and it's again, no knock to guys like Shea and Halliburton, like there's just something different about aesthetically watching, you know, the older players play and the the younger players. And I know Luke is a, you know, he's 23, so he's a young guy, but I, I figure he modeled his game a little bit more off LeBron than, you know, the guys that were his peers, at least in how he talks about
3: the game. For sure, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. I think he's playing been playing for so long, you know, overseas they can start playing professionally at a younger age. So I think that's helped a lot too. Mm, yeah. What was
1: that like for you playing overseas? You played in Turkey, right?
3: Yeah, Turkey and uh Italy and Greece, my first year out of college. <laughs> it was it was different, but uh like I said I never I never liked it. I had a different coach every month my first year, so I, I was definitely like, I, I don't want to do that's this tough. anymore. I was about ready yeah. to quit.
1: <laughs> Did you have a favorite spot like
3: italy's nice of all those countries because yeah. they're beautiful countries yeah beautiful countries i wish i would have traveled more and like sightsee more i didn't really do that my first year my when i went to turkey i did more but my first year i wish i would have traveled more and sightseed different places it's crazy to think the vets do it on the back end of their careers like dwight howard like goes yeah. and does it on the
2: back end and is having the time of his life right where probably <laughs> had went on the front end of your career and your whole goal is to get to the nba
3: right yeah yeah, yeah. it's different when you're Stress. Trying to get to that, you know, NBA level and when you already made it and just kind of comfortable in yourself and you know, just just have a peace about yourself. I feel like I think that's what it's all about, just being free and be able to do what you want.
1: We're talking about guys that started abroad and then worked their way uh, worked their way to the NBA. Pat Bev obviously, you know, he's he's well known for doing that. Yeah. And and finally getting to the NBA and being a really impactful player, first on the defensive side of the of the ball, but um, you know, he's become a good spot shooter as well. What did you think about the camera moment in that Lakers game where he got the T at the very end? It was classic. It. It was, it, was it the best
3: yeah. on
1: camera or on court moment you've seen in a long time?
3: It's the best ever, and I still don't understand why he got a tech for it. <laughs> oh, that was all time. I, I don't get it. <laughs> I think really? like the tech. You don't, know, you don't know why he got a tech. Come on, that was tech. The, no. Yeah,
1: but the tech should get tech, remanded you, when how you're how right.
3: Do you, how do you get a tech? Because normally the game's not even in session, and okay. you're just showing a, a play that he missed. It wasn't like I'm cussing at him. I, I didn't see any cuss words. I'm not. I'm not showing up the ref. I'm just showing you a play that you missed.
2: I thought it looked it's like a techable play in the sense that like it's very brunt and in your face. Well, if like, he, it's, it's kind of. like... I mean, if Pat, Pat Bevery, word, douchey, if, it is. if
1: Pat Bev reacts and any way, shape, or form. He's getting like, yeah. oh, <laughs> They're ready to go. Their hands are <laughs> yeah. like this. They're ready, they're like, yeah. They're ready, <laughs> last they're ready to they're, rock. I can't way. remember what game it was, but obviously, like, like playback, you know, and a lot of the uh, assistant coaches, you know, there's there's one coach on every NBA team who literally just watches the play, yeah, yeah. you know, on their playback screen, on their iPad in their hand Yeah. Um, just to see if they should review it. And there was – I can't remember who it was It was playing, but there was something that should have been challenged – and that assistant coach, whoever it was, I can't remember the team, was like, told the head coach, yes, challenge it. So the head coach challenges it, unsuccessful challenge. They went to commercial break. They come back from commercial break and they're showing this assistant coach. I don't know why they framed up on him, but he just like looked at the iPad. The other team had the ball and he was just like,
3: Fuck! <laughs> I made
1: a streak <laughs> <laughs> and that was it. And then, and then they went back to the play, and I was like, "Oh my god!" They totally put that guy on blast. They oh, did not totally need to ruin his right. job,
2: ruin his day. It's hilarious. <laughs> but the
1: replay is—it's is, really, uh—it's really turned the game into something. But I don't know, man. It's just, yeah, it's fun. I, I thought, it's where the—it's where question. the game is now. It's where sports are now. TJ, yeah. before we let you go, um, way too early finals pick. Who you got from the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference?
3: And your MVP pick? Because we've been debating. Please. Uh, that's tough. Uh, my MVP B, MVP pick. I would go to Joel Embiid this year. Uh, okay. Then the, okay. Out, of the, out of the East, I would say. Uh, I would say Milwaukee in the West. I would say the Warriors still. Okay. Until wow. they get knocked
1: off, it's hard not to pick. All right. Them, right?
3: Yeah, yeah, it's hard. Yeah, it's
2: hard. I mean, they're a sleeping giant right now, and the, actually, I just want to say last last question because I really wanted to ask you this, and I just remember based on the MVP uh, end of the season thing. There's so much talent in the NBA. Do y'all think, and this could go to everybody? Do y'all think they should split up an MVP one in the West, one in the East? Uh, no
3: just because cj was so oh, confident on that one i
1: got to agree with my you. teacher there's no
3: such things as stupid questions but that might be one <laughs> okay, all right,
1: all right, okay on that what about the what about the the Jokic <laughs> three though. though?
3: uh no i think it's very possible especially if they get first in the in the in the west they're, i think he's gonna, he's gonna repeat again yeah okay it's hard not to I give also, it to him when he's playing so well
1: I know, right? And they're the best team, right? Yeah. It's it's really really tough. Do you think call me crazy if I am? <laughs> he's already called me stupid. So that, there's no holding. Call him stupid, call <laughs> me crazy. That that it's possible that when it's all when all said and done, Nikola Jokic, LeBron obviously, Giannis, Steph and Luka Doncic could end up like historical top, top five yeah top 15 players of all time kevin durant and kevin durant that yeah. we have that we're watching six players that are in the top 15 of all time right yeah, now
3: i think so but i mean in another 20 or 30 years it's probably going to change again you know it's, it's, it's just over time like larry bird is going to get fizzled out at, at some point you know when guys like Kev, kd or Giannis are coming around like your your top five is going to change every 50 years i feel like we're not, might yeah, not be here to see it but <laughs> it's going to change every, right. over time it's not going to be the same you know LeBron, obviously, is going to be one of the greatest because maybe someone down the line comes and breaks his record. Who knows? We never thought thought anyone would break Wilt's record, and now we're about to see history.
1: And how people can get healthy so much quicker and bounce back from injuries and and optimizing their athleticism. I mean, Patrick Mahomes apparently had a high ankle sprain, and the guy... Played five days later. I don't understand it. I had a right. low grade ankle sprain and I was
2: out for six months. So <laughs> you know, <laughs> plantar fasciitis, and plantar fasciitis, is no up. joke. Yeah, yeah it is no joke. Honestly, <laughs> I mean, you. I mean, that is. I really want to just give. I just want to give kudos to the point you just made because it's so true. When we were yet, when we were all younger, right? Like yeah. the top five is like you know, the top fifteen. Your people were like, okay, am I watching David Robinson, Akeem Olajuwon? Like, right. where does Patrick Ewing even Carmelo? Where do these guys fit into the top fifteen? Yeah. And now, like, we're like, okay, like they're behind. D Wade behind Dirk behind right. KG and like you know like it's always cycling. You have your yeah. mainstays, your legends, guys who like impact the game. You just can't deny, and it's almost disrespectful not to include them. But these six that you just mentioned, like if Jokic three peats, like where, where are we at with that? Right, you know, exactly,
3: yeah, he has to be better than Barkley, Ewing, and like you know all those guys. Elajuan, and the crazy thing is, they never can play against each other, so we can never really see who right. been better than the other. So just you know, just gotta appreciate the greatness and. For me, I think there's more than one GOAT. There's not just one GOAT. There's so many great players and people that touch the game of basketball and help change it.
2: Yeah, every good farm is multiple GOATs,
3: yeah, as they, they, really say. Sure. They, they say. They, they at, say that. say
2: that to a T-shirt. Yeah, I, I, I will. You know what? I'm glad I tracked the stupid card. Uh, CJ Watson, Believe in Bulls, you're the man. Could talk hoops with you all day. We'll have you back soon, brother. Thanks for
3: joining us. Appreciate it. Thank you.